I was broke, pocket full of lead. Now I'm on the bricks, getting paid like no other dog. Now I'm stacking chips on the road like a trucker, man. Had to take some trips, doing shows for my brothers, but strapped with extra clips. Just in case any sucker would want to run his lips. A female, I don't trust a cause, women like the trips. I stay all by my kitty, green hell with some time. Did some crimes that was petty, seen, still getting mine. All this hate, I'm hearing though, you, I ain't fearing. Better try to be going old, man, with your cheering. Escalate what a nigga steering, last days nearing. Trying to get it right with God, only one who I'm fearing. Hoping I'ma make it, keep it real. Never do I fake it, chances for a nigga to get paid. So I take it, living like a player should. Wishing that you could, knowing it's all to the Still down with the hood This life we live Project Pat got them ghetto gospels on here. If you if you from the south, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If, if you ain't if you from the south and you ain't never bumped no Project Pat, I got a question. <laughs> I got if you come from a certain era, I got a question you if you ain't never bumped no Project Pat. That's just and you from the south. But uh, hey man, I'm trying to get my voice back. <laughs> Trying to get my voice back, man. Trying to get my voice back, bro. It's the BTSE 365 Podcast. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you tuning in. Wherever you tuning in. Because this is the BTSE 365 Podcast. I appreciate you. Um... I, I I just want to say I enjoyed my vacation thoroughly. Um, man, it was a lot that went down over the last five days. Like, sheesh, I'm on vacation. Um, I'm like, you know, Viva Las Vegas, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> like, that's me. You know, shout out to the Aces. I know they took that L against Phoenix. Uh, I was there. Um, But I got a lot to unravel, like, from the last five days. It's a lot to unravel. Um, I don't know where to start. Like, do I start with John Gruden? Do I start with Wilder Fury 3? Like, do I start with the Aces and the Mercury? Like, where do I do I start with Lamar Jackson from Monday Night Football? Like, where do I start? Where do I start? And I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know where to start. 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 Don't know where to start, man. And. It's, it's wild because, like, I'm thinking to myself, right, 
okay, I'm going to start with this fire-ass playoff game I just saw. That's what I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with this fire-ass WNBA playoff game I just saw. It was live in there, John. Let me tell you right now, it was live in there. I'm talking about it was crazy. Like, the 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 the, the vibe was just, let me get my, my furniture orders out of the camera. <laughs> but, no, nah, for real, like, the vibe was just, it was just different. It was just different. Like, I've never been to an NBA playoff game. Been to an NBA game. Uh, been to a couple of pro football games. This was my first WNBA experience in the arena, and it was turned. Oh, it was turned. Plenty of Arizona, plenty of Phoenix fans, plenty of Aces fans. Um, but it was turned up. But I got to start with John Gruden. And and it's the John Gruden topic situation. It's a, it's a lot to unravel here. Oh, it's a, it's a hell of a lot to unravel. Um, it's like, it's like there's so much, there's so many layers to it, right? It's a lot of layers. And it's all funny to me. Let me take these babies off. I got this glare. I can still see a little bit. Um, it's funny to me because you got this situation where there's a a person who's throwing around, you know, gay slurs, racial slurs. Um, misogynistic is another word they use. So he's a pig. He's a he's a bigot. He's a uh, homophobic person. He's all of these things in a string of emails from seven to eight years when he emailing his homeboy. First of all, if y'all are those types of friends, why you ain't just texting them? Like, I don't think I've ever sent a non-business email to a friend of mine. Yeah, I don't, I just, uh, that's a side note. Secondly, it it amazes me how easily we forget how the the emails even got found. Let's just let's let's just talk about that now, because that's that's being swept under the rug. You know, everybody want to talk about John Gruden being a racist, a pig, all these other things, but he talking to his partner in an email. Now, at the time, he don't, he don't work for nobody. He had been out the game for like three years. He just worked at ESPN. That's what I mean. He don't work for an NFL team. Um, yes, his company had ties to the league with contracts and things like that, but the NFL wasn't cutting his check per se. Um, but he he's this all came to light because the Washington now football team, then Redskins, um, had some type of scandal going on where the president of the team, he ain't with the team no more, got fired, quit, whatever he did in 2019. And now, <laughs> and now his emails come to life. So it's like, I'm sitting here saying to myself, 
if these emails or this team don't get under investigation ever, we don't even hear about this. We don't even hear about this. The New York Times brought it to Mark Davis, told him what the business was, and they say Gruden was talking shit about other owners in the league and shit. You know, you can get away with calling a nigga Michelin tire lips. You can get away with that. You can get away with that now. But you can't get away with emailing gay shit, you know, homophobic slurs and 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 talking shit about the owners in the league and be part of the league. You can't do that now. Because the rest of them, they saying the same shit you saying. They saying the same shit you saying. They weren't dumb enough to put it in an email or get caught up. I bet it's a lot of IT, play, IT workers getting paid overtime. Oh, they're getting a lot of overtime this week. Motherfucker scrambling to the office. I need you in here now. But but my wife's about to have her first child. I don't give a fuck. You check these emails, goddammit. You can do this remotely. <laughs> check the emails. Scrub all this shit. All of it. All of it, dog. All of it, man. Like, I need you to get rid of all of that. You know what I'm saying? And... <laughs> It's just it, I just I just find it funny. It's it's kind of laughable. Now, should he have resigned or been fired or whatever? I guess you know what I'm saying. After so many times, you are gonna get this question. It's like okay, I don't want to have to keep answering this question. He walked away from sixty more million dollars, probably. Now, they say the two men, meaning Mark Davis. And John Gruden had a discussion, had a meeting, and then Gruden said he was gonna resign. We won't we probably will never know the actual real conversation that was had in that room. No way of knowing it unless somebody bugged it. Fed's watching. <laughs> um but I think it might have went a little something like this. Hey, John, I need you. Hey, man, the shit's hit the fan. It's a lot of talking going on. Did you really say that about him? Shit. I just read him. See, but Mark, look. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt nobody, but you said he had mission entire lips. Then you said this stuff about hom- homosexuals. Then you said this about the owners. Then you said this about women. John, I can't have it. I just, I just can't have it. Look, man, I can't have that shit. You know you my nigga, right? <laughs> you know you my nigga, right? But, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep you around. Now, I don't want to fire you. But you could resign. Now, I know you owe 60 more million dollars. How about we do this? You resign. We'll cut you a check for 25. You know what? This is Chucky's face. You know what? Uh, I think, <laughs> think I'll take that. You know? Now he won't get another job as an analyst. I mean, he can he can start his own show if he want to. 
you know, do some vlogging. You know, you could be on YouTube like this. Um, <laughs> but uh, his son stayed on as the strength and conditioning coach. And I just think <laughs> at this point, it just is what it is. Randy Moss got on TV. He was crying. The the, the uh, European lady, she was crying. I didn't understand that. I saw that a few days. I mean, what, a couple days ago? And I was like, why is he crying like that? But, you know, hey, do your move. If it touched you like that, then you go ahead and cry. Life Jennings got a song. says, sometimes we cry. He right. Um... I didn't think John Gruden would be fired. I thought he'd be fined or suspended. And he wasn't fired. He resigned. Um, it seems to me that the the main narrative is, you know, the light is really on him. Spotlight's on John. And he bogus for what he said. Oh, he, he bogus. Um... But the person he was sending it to is the person who was under investigation. You know what I'm saying? The person he was sending it to was under investigation. Not him. Let's just get this understood. Let's let's just make sure we understand one another. Uh, Roger Goodell had instructed and had, had induced an investigation began an investigation, and part of that investigation on the Washington then Washington Redskins football team, they've uncovered like sixty five thousand emails. That's a lot of goddamn on emails, y'all. Sixty five thousand, sixty yeah, it's a lot of emails, or sixty five hundred. I might have added a zero. I don't know. I can't, but I was reading the report last night. And Goodell saw the emails. They were provided to him. And then they were provided to Mark Davis as well by the New York Times on as early as Thursday, some report, maybe Friday. But they weren't even looking for those. Like, that's not even what they was looking for. If that's what they reporting, right? Like, this is what I want people to understand. If that is what they're reporting, then guess what? <laughs> it's some much worse shit in there than that. Oh, God. Imagine. Just imagine what else Bruce Allen was seeing or sending. See, they couldn't really talk. They didn't really talk. I, didn't say, I won't use the word couldn't. They didn't really talk about Bruce Allen other than he was the recipient. See, he don't work for any team anymore. That story ain't sexy enough. Oh, but John Gruden with the Las Vegas Raiders. Brand new, you know, beautiful stadium. Allegiant Stadium is beautiful. I rode by about four times. Each time it looked better. You know what I'm saying? It it fits that organization. That's neither here nor there. I'm just saying it's a beautiful ass stadium. And the Raiders have one of the biggest, most popular fan bases 
in the league, like, like, period. <laughs> like, I'm a 49ers fan, but I'm telling you right now, the Ra- like the Raiders are a, are a brand. It's, it's like when you think of football, right, you got the Cowboys. This is just in general. The Cowboys and the Raiders are the two biggest brands in the NFL. Not talking about greatest teams and stuff like that. I'm just saying, as far as a brand, you know the star and you know the skull and bones or the the the, the silver and black. Like, you, you know that. Even if you don't watch football, you know those two things probably. So, you got this situation going on where they just, I mean, they're going to fuck with dude, man. He worked for the league. Let's report that. Fuck what Bruce Allen did, I said. Because that was his partner, too. Like, you got to understand these two people comfortable with talking to each other. However the fuck they're going to talk to each other. Just like me and my friends. You know what I'm saying? Just like me and my friends. Just like you and your friends. Motherfuckers talk however the fuck they want to talk. I didn't say some things. You didn't say some things. But we ain't the people who making millions of dollars in a billion-dollar corporation. Billion-dollar business. We're not the face of a franchise. We're not the leader of men or women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might be the manager at your job, the supervisor at your job, but you ain't the motherfucker calling the plays. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you ain't calling the shots, bruh. You are, you are a, you know what I'm saying, pig. He was like, Fourth highs on the rung of people in the, you know what I'm saying, fourth, fifth highs. So they had to go on and do what they did. It was, I didn't think it would happen, but then when you keep talking about all these other folks that he offended, all these other people that he, he shitted on, I mean, damn. <laughs> what you want him to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you, what you think going to happen? So I, for one, and I'm not happy he quit or fired or whatever, you know, canceled. But <laughs> you can't say all this shit and try to explain it because it just don't look good. You know what I'm saying? It just don't look good. It just don't look good. It, it, it just it, it just don't look good. So you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Like. In life, sometimes we have to do what we have to do. And I think in this instance, John Gruden, Mark Davis, they did what they had to do. You know, it reminds me of um, another another person in sports. A polarizing figure right now. I think he was listening to this yesterday. Oh my bad. Let me, let, me, let me introduce what I'm talking about. So they say in Ben Simmons, you know, the one who said he wasn't showing up to camp, he wasn't playing for this team ever again. All that I'm feeling. Had to hit that yak. Um, he actually showed up and took a COVID test because he had to do what he had to do. He was not about to keep getting fined 
and not getting paid. They took this nigga money and put it in the escrow. They said, we're going to find you from that. So every time you miss a motherfucking day, taking that money too. And I said from jump, we said from jump, you and I, the listener, you said it too. He got to be a dumbass motherfucker if he going to let these folk just keep taking his money. When all he got to do is do what James Harden did and show up out of shape, injured, whatever the fuck. You got a muscle issue, a tendon issue, your leg, your back, your toe. Whatever the fuck it is, that's what you got. <laughs> it's simple as that. All you got to do is show up. We're not going to keep finding you if you just show up. So he finally showed up. They say he took a COVID test. Um, and the team supposedly didn't even know he was coming. Supposedly, allegedly, is what they put out, is what's being put out there in the atmosphere with the networks. It was reported that, hey, I ain't, they ain't even know he was coming. They've been talking to his agent, and he finally just showed up. It's, it's hard for me to believe that it is, it, I ain't gonna even say hard for me to believe. I just don't believe it should have took this long. Like, it took this long for you to realize, man, they taking all my money, man. Well, not all, but they, they, they not fucking with none of this money. And you might not get it back, and you might get it back. You know, that's probably what one of the questions was to get him back. Like, if he come back, will you make him whole? Will you reimburse what you find? I'm sure. That's part of the conversation. Um, now you got to practice. Maybe. <laughs> now you might have to play. Maybe. But I doubt any of that happens. I believe he comes in. He he did his COVID test. That comes back negative. He'll, they'll do whatever else they got to do for him. You know, physical, whatever. He might do one little open run, scrimmage, practice or something. Uh, then he going to tweak his ankle. Then he going to tweak his leg. You know what I'm saying? His knee hurt. Whatever the fuck he got to do to get up out of there. He going to do whatever that is. I don't think, I think he only doing this. Well, not think, I know he only doing this so he can get his money. And somebody in his camp probably finally wising up and saying, Bruh, nobody's gonna trade for you if you don't play. Like it's it's it, it, nobody's gonna trade for you if you don't show up. In order for James Harden to get the fuck out of there, which they, it's funny I'm even bringing his name up because Philly should have traded for James Harden last year when they had the chance. They wouldn't be going through this. <laughs> they wouldn't be going through this. Um, I just I I don't know. I don't know what. Philly expects or Simmons expect other than I'm here trying to get my money back or at least not get the rest of it taken. And now I'll play a little bit. I'll play enough for teams to know I'm I'm good. I'm straight. I'm all right. But I still need to get the fuck up out of Philadelphia. Give it two to three weeks until the season. Two to three weeks. What's that about? Eight games. I'll say he be he'll he'll be traded before the Sixers' tenth game. 
I feel comfortable in saying that. I feel comfortable in saying that. Yeah, I do. That's all I got for being Simmons, man. But, 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 but. I am going to keep talking basketball. Women's basketball, the WNBA. Um, I know the finals have started. But I want to spend a little time to talk about this Western Conference finals game, game five. It was, uh, it was, it was something, man. It was electric. It was electric. Um, the Sun, the I mean, I said the Sun, the Phoenix Mercury were down by like eight, ten, eight, six, ten, eight. Like, like it was within their range for most of the second half. And you know, big time players make big time plays. And great basketball players, like the great basketball players, one thing I constantly hear them say a lot in their interviews talking about the game is that they don't force anything. They let the game come to them. And that's what I witnessed. Um, I, I, I love Liz Cambage. I promise I do. Oh, goodness. Met her in the airport. I was starstruck, tongue-tied. Actually, no, I asked her for 20. I said, baby, we need 20 tonight. She gave me a nod. I didn't want to be a pesky uh, media person or fanboy because she was on the phone. No, I, re- I respect people. I understand how that go. You got a life. I know people ask for pictures and autographs all the time. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to say something. She heard me. Uh, but, man, I saw Brittany Griner giving Liz that business in the second half whenever she could. Like, when the opportunity presented, her, presented itself, Brittany Griner did her move. Like, I seen her do her move two, three times on on my girl Liz, and I was like, damn. Like, but that just show you how great these players are. Like, Liz is great, but Brittany Griner is a great as well. And then you got the GOAT, Diana Taurasi. I, I mean, I never saw Jordan or Kobe or – Still hadn't seen LeBron. Actually, no, that's a lie. I have seen LeBron play uh, against Houston last year. Uh, well, season before last. But anyway, like players of that ilk, when you watch them work, <laughs> it's wild. Like Tarazi, probably she had like 14, 15 maybe at the time or 16. But I saw her make clutch shot after clutch shot, after clutch shot on Friday night. And it was crazy because, like, they're down, but she come down there, doo doo, tray ball. Okay, I'm going to get to the baseline, lay up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get to the free throw line, two shots. I'm a, Like, she was doing what she wanted to do on the offensive end. And it was wild because they had to come back. And every time they would punch, shit, the Aces come down. They had a gal. Man, look, what's this girl name? Let me get these stats. What is her name? I, I don't know her name, and I and, and that's my fault. It's not Asia Wilson, because Asia Wilson played the entire second half. Motherfucker, like, she she gave it everything she could. She gave it everything she could. She dropped 21 and 10. But um, Miss is that Miss Gray? She dropped 22, 
And she was cold-blooded out there. She was cold-blooded. Katie Plume, she did her move. But at the end of the game, when you need buckets, your 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 players, your best players, even your role players or some key players, they all got to make plays. And that's what Phoenix did that the Aces didn't do. My girl Liz missed two point-blank layups at the end of the, you know what I'm saying? Like when it mattered most. When it mattered most, those were that was an important shot. Didn't didn't make it. Teresa come down the court, she making her shit. Griner come down the court, she making her shit, and and she getting to the line. Like, bro, that was a heavyweight fight, <laughs> and it was turned up in there. You hear me? I think it was like the the biggest crowd in Aces uh, history. Shout out to the Mandalay Bay um, Convention Center. That 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 was. That was dope. Shout out to all the fans for the Phoenix, for the Aces, the, the good people we seen. Like, it was a lot of, it was a dope vibe, man. Real dope vibe. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the Aces. Um, Chicago Sky, Candace Parker and company. They uh, defeated Phoenix in game one, 91-77. So, yeah, I'm just ready to see what's next. Um, speaking of playoffs, Shout out to the motherfucking Boston Red Sox. Kike Hernandez with the walk-off. You know what I'm saying? Shot off the wall. 6-5. We going to the ALCS again. Uh, we just waiting on the Astros or the or the, or the White Sox. You know? It would be very interesting to see Boston and Houston in the ALCS after all the shit that's gone down in the last couple of years. Like, Alex Cora comes to Boston. We win a World Series. Then, you know, pandemic and, and you know, a cheating scandal about stealing signs and shit. He get, you know, he gone for a year. The team get their ass mollywhopped all last season. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. And then Cora comes back. We done traded, in my opinion, the best player in baseball, like 5'2 athlete. Traded him, you know, MVP. And it's like all is well. All is well. We're back. Hey, shout out to the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Them young dudes, <laughs> man. Yeah, them young, them young dudes. They, they tough. They tough. They tough. Now to the, to the uh, what I thought was gonna be, you know what I'm saying. The um, the main topic of conversation: Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, third time around. And I must say, those those two warriors, those two giants, they gave me the best heavyweight boxing match I've seen in a very long time. And I'm a I'm not a I'm not like a boxing historian or expert. I know what I know. You know what I'm saying? I've gone back and looked at some old fights from the seventies and the eighties, nineties, you know, some sixties. 
And I know what I know. I know what I know. Goddamn fly. Ain't that about a bitch? <laughs> I know what I know. And I know what I don't know. Um, but I know that was probably the best heavyweight championship match in the last 20 years. Easily. Easily. And it's probably top, I'd say, top 10 in the last 30, 40 years. Because I'm, I'm strictly speaking about heavyweight championship boxing. Not fight. Not any division. Like, just heavyweight championship boxing. Now, Fury won the fight, right? He knocked, it, he knocked my boy out um, in round 11. I had Wilder. I thought Wilder would win in at eight. Um, but the fight, like, it had so many emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like this. It was like not poetry, but it was a form of art. They call it the sweet science. And I'm watching these two dudes go back and forth and back and forth. But after watching it again, after watching Fury get knocked down twice, his knockdowns weren't as vicious as the knockdowns that Wilder was taking. Again, I thought Wilder would win it in eight. That was my prediction. I wanted Wilder to win. I understand Fury has the more skill, and he's considered a technician and a, you know, a boxer. And Wilder's a puncher. So it's the it's the conflict in styles. That's why Wilder can't beat the man. He can't beat that big white boy. He just can't. He just can't. He just can't. He can't, dog. He can't, and he ain't. But he he went out there, punch drunk, from round five to eleven. At the end of each round, after Fury went down twice in the fourth. It seemed like he was rope doping Wilder until the 92nd mark of the round. Then he would pop, pop, pop. I was like, damn. Like, it was a back and forth battle because it seems like Fury would let Wilder, you know, get some points, get some punches in in that first minute, minute and a half. Then come the last 90 seconds, he got, he just. He had more pop. Now I read a report this morning saying that shit, Wilder got a broken hand, some broke knuckles, busted eardrum, busted lip. I mean, shit. <laughs> Fury didn't have none of that. Fury, goddamn it, sung another love song to his wife after the match. Then he went to a rave with Steve Aiko or whatever the guy's name is. And he turned up. I said, God damn. Wilder would have lost it in, if it would have went to the to the scorecard. But it wasn't no way that I mean, after especially after round nine, when he got knocked down on one knee, I thought it was over then. But he kept coming back. And you always got a puncher. If you a puncher, especially with his kind of power, his kind of suddenness, if you keep giving yourself a chance, then you might, you know what I'm saying, you might overcome that. But if you don't, it's OV. 
It's OV. So, shout out to Tyson Fury, man. Undefeated still. Lineal champion, WBC champion, WBA champion, whatever. Like, he, he that guy. Anthony Joshua just lost. I don't know who his next opponent could be. Um, would, Should Wilder and Joshua fight? Like, does that fight even make sense now? I mean, it, it's, it could. It could help salvage one of their careers. Um, Wilder's only lost two times. Both of them are to Tyson Fury. I think he can beat anybody else. <laughs> That's what's wild. Like, I think he can beat. Anybody else, if he wants to, I don't. I don't think his pride is hurt. I don't. I don't. He don't come off as a person that's too prideful. You know. He he comes off as a hard worker, you know, a grinder. And he's made a great career for himself. He in boxing, he just happened to go up against the one guy. That once he got off the crack, once he lost the weight and got dedicated, rededicated, then you see what he does. This man was 277, 6'9". He represents for the fat boys like myself that all feel like, man, you know what? I could, hey, I'm trying to tell you. Man, he, he, he got off that shit. He he supposedly is a Christian now. He married with some kids and he got focus and shit. This motherfucker was whooping Deontay Wilder ass them last seven rounds. And I, I hey, I don't I don't like saying this, but I watched the match too. <laughs> I don't like saying what I'm saying. I saw what he was doing. I saw what he was doing. He was tagging that boy. Wilder didn't know how to put his motherfucking guard up until it was too late. He hit Wilder so hard one time, motherfucker didn't even try to protect himself. He was just holding on to the rope. I said, God damn. It's over. It's over. What else? Lamar Jackson. 400 plus yards passing. Broke a record, I think it was 422. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. 90% completion percentage. Bill Polian, where you at, dog? Somebody get Bill Polian on the line. Somebody get Bill Polian on the line. Oh yeah. Oh so so yeah, you know. That's all I got, man. Um my Las Vegas experience was great. Saw some things. Did some things. But I got a message cuz I got a show called um Strippers are people too. I think I'm going to do a a second one on it. I'm gonna have to do a series. I'm, I'm gonna say that for the for that show only, but I'll preview it by saying if you are in the adult entertainment industry, your job is to get you some money. That's all I'm gonna say. You gonna have to you gonna have to catch the actual show about strippers or people too, number two, um, because that ain't what this one about. But I'm gonna drop that one real real soon. Hey. I appreciate y'all tuning in, wherever you tuning in, however you tuning in. It's the BTSC 365 Podcast. You dig? Y'all be easy. Be blessed. Stay dangerous and safe.
365.